I'm Peter Hernandez, and I've been in the real estate industry for 50 years as an agent, president, and founder of a brokerage. You're listening to The Core Truth, a collection of my experience, knowledge, and advice for real estate agents and executives to take their career to the next level. Hi, everybody. This is Peter Hernandez, and welcome to The Core Truth. And trust me today, when I say the core truth, we are going to get down to it because we are going to be talking real truth. And today I have Holly Parker, author of Back on the Market and producer of her new movie, which we're going to talk about called Anxious Nation. And I just want to um, kind of set the stage for this conversation, Holly, by um, just letting everybody know I I lost a very close friend recently. Um, to depression, somebody that um, on the surface appeared to be so successful, so together, you know, um, everything was, life looked just perfect, only to find out, you know, it wasn't. And two weeks ago, um, this friend of mine committed suicide. And I think this is what we're dealing with um, right now in our world. A lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty. And I think the timing of your movie, um, which I'm so excited to um, go see on Friday night, Anxious Nation that you co-produced with Laura Morton um, is so timely, Holly. And and thank you for coming on and talking about it because there is so much life going on out there. Um, It's in the colleges, it's in schools, it's with the kids. It's really in our business, you know, in my position, I get to know what's going on in so many of our agents' lives. And I'm just going to say there's a whole lot of life going on and people don't know how to deal with it. So Holly, I think your, your, your mission or your purpose or whatever it is that you, you know, wrote and created this book. Um, I just want to thank, I mean, your book and, and the movie that you produced, I just want to thank you so much for it um, because I think it's timely and I think it's so important. So welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I'm so, so sorry about your friend. It's, 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 it's heartbreaking. And I think that, you know, we were just discussing, I'm an, I'm an anxious person. I was an anxious kid. I'm in an anxious business, living in an anxious city. And sometimes all the energy goes into putting on the mask for others. And that it, that just, that takes so much energy to go out there and really put that mask on to be who, who others need you to be, want you to be who you need yourself to be. But then when you get home, you know, you got this empty tank of, of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, and what we like to say is that this is the movement of talking about it, of creating a community that anxious nation, not only a film, but starting a, a trusted community of people. This is where people go to communicate that you're not alone. Actually, if you really start talking about it, the shame, the, the cape of shame comes off. And, and when you start doing that, it actually becomes quite normal, this, this, these feelings. How, how can we not with, with what's happening today with the pandemic in the world, with social media, with our emotions, it's, it's becoming the norm and it really, people need help 
and understanding. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, to kick this off, Ollie, tell us a little bit about you. Um, for people that don't know you, you're a top real estate broker in New York. Um, you're with Douglas Elliman. I get to work with you, which is so exciting. Um, tell us a little bit about your you, your career, your, your situation, and maybe what was the stimulus for um, producing this movie? Well, um, I've been in real estate now for 30 years, and I've been lucky enough to be in the top 10 for the last 15 of that. So about half the time that I've been in real estate. And and I would say one of the the, the secrets that I have in, in being an agent is because I'm a big emotional person and I, I can read people's anxiety. And when people buy apartments and sell their homes, they have anxiety. It is death, divorce, and moving. So they are anxious, whether they have anxiety or not in that moment, 99.9 of them are going to have a moment of being anxious. And because I have this, I've struggled with this, I can identify it and I, I, I'm good at helping people through that. Um, and so it's been, that's been a right career for, for me. I got introduced to Laura Morton and always had this idea of of writing a book how how life imitates real estate and real estate imitates life when you are back on the market whether it's a job or or when you're recreating your life when you're pivoting and of course the unknown is so anxious you have so much anxiety in that moment for me it was getting divorced and and dating uh as as an adult for the first time at 32 mm. and we kind of mapped out fixing your foundation, right? Turning on your lights, staging, all of that, and 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 mapped out what my journey was into putting my life back together. But a lot of that journey was dealing with my anxiety of, oh my God, what am I gonna do? This I'm single again, right? I'm single. This is scary. I'm never gonna meet anyone. I'm so lonely. I'm not enough. I'm not enough for 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 myself or anyone else. And 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 Laura and I started talking about my anxiety. She's a daughter who stars in the movie, the documentary Anxious Nation. Sevi, who's an incredible, an incredible child. Now she's a, a young lady. We've been making this for four years, so she's she's grown up uh, inside of this space and has blossomed into this incredible young woman but she suffers from anxiety and so do I. And so when we started talking about it and, and Laura, who is this country's, one of this country's greatest storytellers, I was cheering her on going, do it, do it, do it, do it. And so I jumped at the chance to, to be involved um, as an executive producer to, to, to watch her go. Wow. Well, you know, it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's, it's interesting to me how art imitates life and, I think your book as an art form, this movie as an art form, very possibly is even imitating your life in a sense that, that, you know, you're expressing yourself through these two, these things. Now the book um, was back on the market. I thought it was so much fun and such a cute, cute title for a book. And I remember when Stephen Kotler showed it to me, I went, wow. I said, that is really, really, really neat. Um, so what, what was that about it? What did, what were you writing about in that book? If somebody was interested in getting it, what would they find inside the covers of that, that book? 
Well, what I started out doing um, and what I ended up doing were two different things because Laura was involved. What I wanted to do is just tell the fun story about how, what is the dance of attraction? What does that look like, right? Because we get clients who had been divorced or, or widowed and I wanted to give them the marketing plan of, hey guys, it's not over. Yeah. It's not over. And if you follow these things, right, fix your foundation, get rid of stuff that you no longer need or are serving you, do a stage job, get a paint <laughs> job, turn on your light, which is connecting to your passion, okay. so true. manifest what you want, who is your buyer, how to get them in the door, how to attract, <laughs> start taking showings. There's no bad showing. Do your open houses, network, get your photos. Your photos the best thing. Wide lenses are the best thing in real estate. So Mini lenses are the best thing in dating, yeah. but it's all the same, right? Yeah. How long has this uh, apartment been listed? Hey, this was in contract. What happened? Oh, yeah, you don't Who want to be on the market that? too long. That's right. Right? <laughs> How long has this been on the market? And on a first date within, within 10 minutes, somebody's asking me, hey, why did you fall out of contract? Why did you get divorced? I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm really going to answer this in, in the first 10 minutes I'm meeting you. So, but that's, but that's the same with the, as a listing, right? right? Why did this fall out of contract? It's probably something. What's wrong. wrong with this house? Is, is it haunted? Is it, is, do you have ghosts? <laughs> what's in the basement? What's in the attic? Right. So what's in the attic is yeah, a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety from screwing something up. I got married and I and I'm and I'm not married anymore. I screwed it up. So well, you gotta well, own our, it. Yeah, I mean, but our clients are like that. Even when we're listing their homes, they're so anxious about what the, their friends are gonna think, what their neighbors <laughs> are gonna think. Imagine listing yourself on the market. It's even more anxiety, right? I would think. Oh my putting your face up online and yeah. this is, you know. <laughs> Luckily, the younger judge generation, me, judge me. Am I good enough looking for you? <laughs> I mean, right, my right? God, my God, that was so hard. Um, and thank God that that young, that the younger generation doesn't have that hang up. Yeah. But um, I certainly did. And I was like, you know, it's like eBay. Put up your old, your old playing cards. Yeah. And um, and, you know and and all of a sudden you're with it so that was just not something i was used to uh but luckily got by it your photos are your best are your best marketing tools so well, well the book was super super fun and i think it it was kind of tongue-in-cheek but the movie's taking a much more serious i think shot at this whole anxiety issue and we are an anxious nation holly very much so um you know, like I said, you know, it's it's just all around us, friends, family, colleagues, everywhere. And so what 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 are we gonna see in this movie? And what are we gonna how are we gonna what's gonna be presented to us when we when we see this? I'm so proud of this movie because something that was really important to Laura and myself was we while it's really important to talk about the problem, we really need some go-to items of how do we address it. And how do we fix it? And, you know, with kids that are suffering so much, it really goes to here are some things that you can do right away. And as an adult, being a part of this project, I've learned so many things to, to, to regulate my own anxiety. I lost my, my dad, my hero a year ago. And I would say, you know, that was the hardest year of my life, bar none. 
And I would say right now, mentally, I'm in the strongest moment I've been probably ever in my life because of being associated with people who are giving me the right advice. I sought these people out and um, my foundation is this, while, while I still have challenges, not saying it's perfect, mm -hmm. but for me, the, the things that I learned in the film and being exposed to these incredible people have led me to have this, the strongest foundation um, of, of my life. So how, how, how is this portrayed? In, in other words, um, we can, we can all talk about like where we see the anxiety in the world, whether it's, you know, worrying about Ukraine and Russia, whether it's worrying about, you know, COVID and, you know, variants of, of that virus, whether it's, you know, the anxiety that's created when we compare ourselves to others on social media, or maybe the pressures of being number one at work or, or being, I think, I think it's so critical. Like, 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 we all want to be everything to everyone. You know what I mean? We want to be the best exactly. parent, the best spouse, the best athlete, the best looking, the smartest, you know, and all of these are unrealistic goals. And, and yet they create so much anxiety within us all. I mean, I can tell you that, that, um, when I went through the situation with my friend that we talked about in the beginning, I was, I was one of the first on the scene and I can oh, tell you that sorry. I completely numbed out. I mean, I just felt nothing. And it was really scary that I felt nothing. And so I was in a place where it was starting to pop up at work. I was getting angry at people and stuff like that. I noticed that. Now, I was able to have a good cry and release a lot of that. And I feel really much better and peaceful about it, more peaceful about it. But I think that a lot of people have no outlets for their anxiety or no way to deal with their anxiety or any or grief or grief even. And so, so you guys present solutions or is it just a depiction so, of the problem? So no, there are solutions in there. And, and one of the major takeaways for me that I, that I was like, wow, I can, I can implement that today. And I have is when you're anxious and you're fidgety, right. And we're all addicted to our phone. We grab our phones and what do we do? We go to Instagram, we start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and getting stimulated and stimulated and stimulated but, but part of anxiousness can be because we're overstimulated. We're hitting ourselves with too many things all at once. And it's causing a, a sort of an overload. And I realized, yeah, that's probably something I'm taking part in. That's probably something I'm taking part in. And that can be instead of, you know, grabbing my phone, I can, I can work on, okay, I'm going to do seven minutes of a meditation while I wait for this appointment. I'm going to do, I'm going to just sit here and I'm going to, I'm going to do my box breathing, big, deep breaths. And it sounds silly, right? Well, that's not going to really help me. Well, I don't know. I implemented these things. And like I said, it's brick by brick by brick by brick. And all of a sudden you are sitting on a really solid foundation where you do have the energy and the more energy you have, the more energy you have to help yourself. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it's really about for me, for my anxiety. When I have anxiety, like I said, at the start, you're this frozen bunny 
you're this frozen bunny and you can't, you're, the fox is coming and you're sort of like, oh, and you're frozen and you don't know how to help yourself. So Anxious Nation was a dream of, of Laura's and, and my support of wanting a community that can help you. Two clicks. You have, you have the energy for two clicks on your computer when you're super anxious. And we wanted someone to go click, click, anxiousnation.com. And there you are. You have your community. You have your trusted resources. We know how you're feeling because we feel it too. And we are here to talk about it and to come up with some great solutions. So mm -hmm. there's there's several things in the in the movie that you'll take away from. For you, you know, anger is is under grief. Sometimes people can have actually rage if they don't or whether they're dealing with their grief or they're not mm -hmm. dealing with their grief. Right. Anger is a part of it. So to be able to identify when you're feeling that emotions, you know what? This is part of the process. Right. I'm angry. Right. I'm human. Well, there's so many different ways to deal with anxiety and depression and things. You can suppress it. You can overreact. You can retreat. I have a tendency to go harder into my work, harder into exercise, harder into my spirituality and things like that. Um, but we have to just like give ourselves a break once in a while, don't we? We just have you to like give, give yourself yeah. a break and, you know, give yourself time for it. Mm -hmm. Time to say, you know what, from whatever time it is, from seven o'clock until 730, I'm going to really sit with my friend and I'm going to have conversations with mm -hmm. him about our life together. Right. The joys. The excitements. Hey, do you remember when this happened? Do you remember when that happened? I miss you. Yeah. I'm struggling without you. Yeah. What could I have done? Those types of conversations and, and give that over to yourself and to him to meditate and be in that space. It's okay to feel from A to Z, all of those emotions. Right, right. right. You know, it's um, writing out our fears and our anxieties is, is God, I think, it's, you know, it's part of the 12 steps of, you know, these 12 step programs where you actually list your fears and then you go a next level down and you go, well, why am I afraid of that? You know what I mean? And so there's, oh, yeah. there's ways, there's so many ways to deal with um, anxiety, I think, and, and, and depression and these different things, but so many people don't deal with it. And instead they just stay in that spin cycle of, I don't want to use the term um, negativity, Polly, but it, it's, they, I don't think some people realize they can change if they put the work in, into, into themselves. I know. And you can, oh yes. my God, I feel so good. I feel yeah. so good. And you, then you don't want to do the things that are harmful for you. Mm -hmm. You don't stay up droning on watching some sort of you know, series that you're addicted to because you're escaping your life because you realize it is so important to get my sleep. Mm -hmm. It is, it is the foundation for this. And then when somebody said this happened last night, Hey, you want another margarita? No, I don't because I want to sleep. 
I want to wake up early. I want to have time meditating and being with my dad. I want to go exercise. I want a cold plunge, which I'm super addicted to. Okay, wait a minute. Don't stop there just for a second. Because if you bought, have you bought a cold plunge for your house? Um, so, so I live at 35 Hudson Yards in um, in Manhattan, yeah. and they have a cold plunge uh, on outside, which is 38 degrees. They have a cold plunge inside, which is 55 degrees. And yes, to answer your question, I went arriving this weekend and I'm super addicted to it. It's so um, great. Yeah. But, you know, the being in this community with Anxious Nation and having these bricks, like I said, now I have more energy to help myself. Before I was struggling, like I couldn't, I couldn't dig myself out of my grief because I, I just, I didn't have the, I, I would, I would come up, I'd put my mask on I'm really yeah. good. I'm a really good caretaker. Yeah, Everyone exactly. thought that I was, Oh my God, I, you're doing so well with your grief. Great. You know, great. Well, I'm here to take care of you. I'm here to sell your apartment. And, 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 you know, I was, my team was number two nationwide last year. I know how to do that. What I didn't know how to do is, help myself. And thank God I had gotten involved with this project, An Anxious Nation, because in the middle of my darkest grief, there was somebody with this advice mm -hmm. saying, you know, stop overstimulating yourself. And here are some resources, child mind, and here are some resources and some amazing doctors near you that you should go to. Mm -hmm. And brick by brick by brick by brick, you know, the the shades lifted, the light came in, and I had the energy then to go and help myself even further, right? And figure out, wow, cold plunging is a game changer. Now I do it twice a day. Well, you, well, you know, uh, Wim Hof, who really brought yeah. cold plunges to the forefront, he um, was going through major, major anxiety after his wife's death. I don't know if you know that. Committed suicide right. out the window. She right. had schizophrenia. Right. Exactly. So she and jumped so out the window. He had four kids, um, not in a financially supportive state. Yep. And, and that's how he found his way. He found it because he was desperate. And, and uh, can you imagine the anxiety he had? And that was yeah, tremendous anxiety. And, and, like, and that it, was my woman. That was my I woman. It. I know it. I know it. And so here he is. I guess he was walking through the forest in the middle of winter. And he saw this cold pond. Mm -hmm. And he just jumped into it. And it changed his life. <laughs> so, I know. Thank God. I know. It. That's how it thank happened. God. I, I went it. to ice camp in February again because I sort of you know, started following someone, um, Jesse Itzler. Oh, sure. And he was interesting to me because he had lost his father and he lost his sister just last year. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, still functioning. And yes, there could have been a mask, but I thought that person is still really productive. And I know he's in a lot of pain. What is he doing? How is he coping? And I started looking at him and then I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go join this person at, at ice camp and see what's going on there. And I'm like, this is really helpful. This is tremendously helpful. So, you know, you, you, that was part of building, building up my foundation. So Holly, are, are, 
you, you, we mentioned like some, you know, obviously having friends, talking to friends, having support groups, um, maybe therapy, uh, cold plunges, exercise, all these things are really, really good. Turning off social media once in a while, getting plenty of sleep. These are all things that are going to help us a lot deal with anxiety. Is there anything you do spiritually? Um, well, you know, spiritually for me is, is definitely, you know, talking to God, talking to my dad, mm -hmm. um, being out in nature. I feel, I feel the closest to God when I am, uh, outside and looking at all of these things. So, um, you know, basically what I, what I call in the book, uh, turning my own lights on what gives, what fills my tank. Mm -hmm. Right. My tank is anything to do with water, being by a right. river and look, right. watching the water rush through and looking in the looking in the water and seeing all whatever it is, you know, a frog, a crayfish, uh, you know, any kind of animals out in nature. That yeah. connects me. So yeah. just giving yourself time to do that. And then, you know, meditating near water is is fills my tank. Mm -hmm. And and also, oh, here's the other thing that was so helpful from the movie. Oh, this is so helpful. So you know how sugar feeds cancer. Cancer yes. eats on sugar, right? Yes. Oxygen will counteract that and keeping sugar out of your diet. Mm -hmm. Well, isolation, anxiety feeds on isolation. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what I did when I had my grief, well, I didn't want yeah. anybody to know. I'm not used to being the wounded one. I'm not used to being the the super vulnerable one. I'm the caretaker. That's that's who I am. So I withdrew and really hid out by myself to to a massive degree when I wasn't when I wasn't caretaking. And that mm. was feeding the grief and the anxiety. It was not helping me. Interesting. So yes, I was just thinking, you, you use the term, you like take off our masks a lot. And is there a time to wear a mask? Well, listen, you're a professional. So that's not the right. time to, you know, that's not your time. We, what, why are people hiring right. us? Because we are representing their best interest. Right. So yeah, I would say that's the time to put on your mask. It's not about us. Right. It's about right. working hard on behalf of somebody else. So when's the time to, to take off that mask? Exactly. Well, in a safe community right. with a safe friend. You know, yeah. I have a group of, of, I have a girl chat and a close group of friends. And, you know, I don't know how we kind of came to know there was three of us out of 12 girls on this chat that kind of came together and, and said, I, I'm really suffering from anxiety too. And so the three of it, it was almost like this me too moment. I'm suffering and I'm suffering. Well, let's have our own chat and talk about what's working. And mm -hmm. the really cool part about these last several months is I've been able to share what I learned through the movie and the contacts in this community with them. And we are collectively all healing together. And it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing mm -hmm. to be able to take off. And 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 they've all, they right. are gorgeous. They are so outgoing. Mm -hmm. They are caretakers like me. You would mm -hmm. never, I never knew that they had been suffering from it. Right. Like your friend. 
Right. I, yeah, I was like, really? You guys? I well, let's, let's get on. Well, let's be really honest. We're all suffering at some level. There's nobody that's not. I mean, life is hard. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. This is the core truth. Life is hard. We're not, you know, skipping through daisies all day long. And so once we come to that realization and we can accept that, then we can, then we can really move on. When I, when I think about, you know, the kids, what they're going through, the population we aren't talking about is a really huge part of our population, which is the aging. And they're really struggling with mortality. They're struggling with not being as pretty as they were. They're struggling with, with, you know, maybe not being as sharp as they were. And they're seeing, they're seeing their demise and they realize the end is coming for the very first time, because up until a certain point, you think you're immortal. Right. And then all of a sudden you hit a certain age and it's like, Whoa, I'm not immortal. Well, and so people are injecting themselves with stuff. They're trying everything they can to kind of like defeat this aging process. And yet it has to be anxiety provoking because they want to play at the levels they did, or they want to continue on with what they're doing and, and the struggle's real. So whether you're there or in that midlife crisis or as a young, you know, as a young child, anxiety is permeates every, I think every demographic of our society. And I, and I want to just include everybody in it. It's not like we all need to be anxious, but it's, we don't have to be anxious either if we know how to deal with it. We don't. Well, and, and it's just a part of the human condition, as you're saying, right? Yeah. But, you know, there was a campaign. I don't know who started it, but they're crazy. They're nuts. They're a head case. Think of all those words. Yeah. So, so and then sort of this, this secrecy around anything to do with the head, right. anything to do with the right. head. You will talk about. It, uh, you know, cancer, or lupus, or whatever disease very freely, but anything revolving anything mental is, well, that's private. Mm. That's shame. That's shame. And then how can you heal if you can't even talk and share? If, if between very best friends, which I just uncovered, mm -hmm. right? You just uncovered. Mm -hmm. It took a lot for them to come out and for me to come out and be like, yeah, okay, this is, I'm, this is, this, this is a hard moment for me, this grief. Mm -hmm. This is, I am, this is the hardest moment of my life. Um, and, and luckily we got to get to that moment. And luckily I got the help that I needed. And, and I, what these people came into my life, anxious nation came into my life for a reason. And, and, and I am so excited to be able to be a part of a community coming together where it's natural to talk about, I am having a hard time with yeah. anxiety, with depression. I have suicidal thoughts mm -hmm. and have someone say, me too. Yeah. And here's some things that we can do to counteract that. But you're not alone. In fact, it's more normal than not. Maybe, maybe not normal is not yeah. feeling these things. Right. Because yeah, you're under so much what you were saying. You went so numb stuffing it and throwing yourself into work or, or mm -hmm. distracting yourself from yourself. 100%. 100%. You're not connected to your property right? Mm -hmm. You're not mm -hmm. connected to your, to your own property. 
-hmm. you're just slamming yourself, overstimulating yourself, overworking yourself, tiring yourself out to distract yourself right. from your connection. And how are you ever going to turn on your lights? Well, you know, it's funny. I was uh, one last uh, personal anxiety moment, which was, you know, most people know that I'm 38 years sober and at nine years sobriety, I had, it was like up until that, my first nine years was like a pink cloud as they call it. And it was just, life was just blossoming for me because I was free from alcohol and drugs and I was just living this amazing life. And then at nine years, it was like the proverbial shoe was going to drop. You know what I mean? It was just so weird. I just had this fear and it just created an anxiety that the shoe was going to drop. And I, I don't even know what shoe, but it was going to drop. And I literally went into a period of nine years of insomnia. Wow. And it was in every, and I was fine during the day when I felt in control, but boy, as soon as I hit the pillow at night, I would just lie in bed completely anxious because there was, I couldn't call people because everybody's sleeping. I couldn't, I couldn't work on the issues or anything. You know what I mean? And it was very, very painful, but it was through really doing some work on myself and turning it over to God and all these different things that I was able to release that anxiety. So now I sleep like a baby and it's interesting. How long did that, that go on? You know, it went on for nine years. It was. So it, at nine years, I just had a breakthrough. It kicked you in. Yeah. So, so, so you went to year 18. No, 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 no. It was okay, a, the whole, the whole adventure. Years. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And, and so, but it, but it, it can just show up so unexpectedly and in so many ways and forms. And like you say, we can't hold this in. Unfortunately I didn't, I did, I did share it with my close friends and stuff like that, but I really fear for the people that don't do that. And so if anybody listening to this is going through any kind of an anxiety or anything like that, please reach out to someone. Don't you think? I mean, well, Holly, the connection, right? Yeah. The connection, we're pack animals. Right. We're pack animals. And that's what I learned, you know, from the movie going, yeah, I'm isolating and it is getting worse. Right. And I do need to reach out to other people for a coffee, for a walk, for, you know, a dinner. And mm -hmm. I, you know, as I did that and implemented all of these things together, it lifted, it lessened. Right. That's right. So the movie's coming out. Yes, uh, I, I get to out. see it Friday. I know Laura has been listening to us. I've been seeing her comments. Thank you, Laura, for the uh, invitation to go see it. Uh, my wife and I are definitely going, so we'll see you there. And it's at the Lamel Theater, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Friday night. Where, where else Monica. is it playing and how can people see it? Um, well, it's also playing at the Angelica Theater in New York uh, starting tomorrow. And we'll go through May 11th. You can always go to anxiousnation.com and download it from there. And, and stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of upcoming in, information there and, and community outreach where we want to be everything anxiety. We want to be the community where people can come and, and feel supported. Well, thank you so much, um, oh, so much, Holly, for being on this with me. And, and thank you for writing your book, Back on the Market. Thank Back you for market. producing this film, yeah. Anxious Nation. Um, Back on the market. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on all your success selling real estate. If anybody wants to buy a house in New York or a beautiful apartment, please call Holly. She will help you. And um, it's just, I just really grateful that I even know you, Holly. So thank you. Oh, so much. Peter, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Loved being here.
All right. Okay, take care.